You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. We have some guests here. So this is Ruben, and you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Ruben Perez with Surface Pro Refinishing out of the Atlanta area. Yep. And then his son, what was your name again? Evan? Evan Perez. Yes, Evan sir. Perez, yes. See, I'm getting better with the name thing. Um, and you guys do bath refishing out in, you said Georgia, right? Yes, sir. Okay, what areas of Georgia do you, uh, Georgia does, do you guys serve? So all of uh, metro Atlanta and surrounding areas. Okay. Oh, okay. Which is a lot of different counties. Yeah. Yeah, because Georgia's like, Georgia's the population booming. is crazy. Yeah, it's booming over there, man. And Atlanta yeah, is, yeah, traffic's terrible. Hectic, yeah. Yeah. I got a fat speeding ticket in Atlanta once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did Crystal. They like don't one play time. over there, bro. Yeah, no, the, bro, the cops are on it over there. It's yeah. like an experiment, man. There's more police than people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, it's, it's good to have you guys here. I know we talked a little bit, like, you know, on the phone a little bit. We talked on Instagram a little bit. And uh, I reached out to you because... Uh, Actually, Danny, he's a fucking great guy, bro. He, is, yeah. he literally was like, you got to call this guy. You got to get him on. Talk to him. Like, give him advice. He's like, he's like, man, I could, I, could, I could talk to him, but I feel like you're there. This is like a face-to-face kind of conversation. And, and, like, give him some knowledge. And so, you know, we're all just talking. We're, we're going to, you know, talk some business and stuff. But I just wanted to shout out, you know, Danny from Alliance. Yeah, shout out to Danny. What up, Danny? Yeah, man. Real I one. Get, man. I got a phone call from Instagram. I didn't even know you can do that. <laughs> I was getting dressed and my, I was like, what is this? Danny called I you? Hear them talk, I hear him saying, hello? Mm-hmm. Like, What's up, bro? It's me. Bro, I'm like, yo. <laughs> he's one of those people that, bro, you meet him once and it's like you knew this man your whole life, Dude, bro. I'm telling you, I text him. I hit him on Instagram. He called me immediately. Always yeah. responds, man. Yeah, man. And, he's and bro, any little question, man, like his wife and him both, just good people, man. Like they'll tell you how they do things. Obviously, there's things that are different state to state, but like they, they could outline for you exactly how like this is what we do for marketing and this is how you should do it. This is how, you know, our sales like uh, approach or whatever. It's like really helpful because for me, I usually get people asking me, but I'm trying to get to that next level. And he's at, you know, a point where I'm like looking up. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so for him to be like on the same like wavelength, like, yo, I'll just give you some sauce. For- Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, bro. No expectations other than like we're cool, we know each other, and like he knows, bro. I already told him anything hits big in Orlando, bro. You need help, bro. I'm in there. Right. I don't even give a fuck if it has to do with tubs or not, bro. Like he's just a good guy who's willing to help. So, shout out to him, and yeah. you know we're excited to get you guys on here and, and talk some business. So, this is the first thing I always ask everybody when they come on the podcast: is how did you get into the bathtub and cabinet refinishing industries? That's, uh, my story is I tell about out of the mud. That's how my story is. It's by accident. Um, I was a maintenance guy for years in the apartment b- industry, okay. and um, started a carpet cleaning company. Right, it did really well. Um, crazy soap opera. A bunch of young guys that did really well. Started off with four properties and one truck. Ended up with three hundred properties and about thirteen trucks. Okay, but too many tos and ais on the same team. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't mesh. And, but while we was doing that, I, I came in 
and put a whole turnkey company together, mm-hmm. kind of like what Danny does out okay. there, right? But I lost on the cleaning and the painting. I found out real quick that on the painting and cleaning, you'd have to be the one doing the work to make money. To it make just didn't make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So we incorporated tubs and countertops, had a guy doing it for us, set him up to Napco to get trained. It's like back in 2007. Mm-hmm. And um, he came back. And what he didn't realize is my wife at the time did all the invoicing for the company. And so I was, I kept asking him, hey, because I was a owner technician like I am today. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, we're not making no money with servicing, man. We really just need to stop doing it. And so she showed me his bill out one day. And I was like, this guy is tripling the bill out of, of the best carpet guys we have. And so I, I started doing it, you know. And uh, I was just out there spraying tile clad, the wrong stuff ruining people's stuff, man. Nobody was willing to even train. As we kept, me and another partner, Todd Payne, shout out to Todd Payne, we renewed cabinets in Atlanta. Um, nobody would show us, man. They would grandstand on us. We would yeah. go to gentlemen that have been in the business a long time, and they would say, yeah, 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 we're going to teach you. I'll be there in two hours. And we would wait like suckers. Yeah. And they would never show up, you know. Um, and so we just would go back to the lab, the garage, or a shed, tinker with the guns, figure out how to do manual spec um, on countertops, just all this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And um, was paying people out of my pocket that would that would try to, you know, they would. Try to give you a little rundown. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know. I had one guy was kind of getting aggravated. I was standing around watching him. He's prepping a tub one day. And he just turned around. He's from New Orleans. I'll never forget. He was like, bro, give me $11,000. I'll train you. If not, get out of here. Straight like that. Okay. Yeah, eleven thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, um, anyway, man, uh, I kind of left it alone and came back and left it alone. I got five sons. Evan's yeah. one of five boys. You know, mm-hmm. I got a family. Yeah. So, uh, one second. Can you come over a little bit over here? Because he's out of frame, so I want to make sure he's in the video and stuff too. So, uh, so if he's talking or you're referencing him, you could see him. So, yeah. So just real quick back to it. Um, I uh, twenty. 12, I said, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I started trying to learn, again, the journey of just asking people to help me. No formal training. Mm-hmm. And um, Todd met Gary Gold out there in San Antonio with DAH. Okay. And introduced us to Shark's Grip. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shark's Grip, yeah. And um, it, it was, of course, a million miles away from Sherman Williams coding that hadn't not even supposed to it's be like for that Krylon type right. of thing they got. Yeah. yeah, it's not even that. It was worse than that. Okay. And so um, once we learned and we started, you know, self-taught, um, that's when we started to move. And uh, the same guys, the one of the guys that I said grandstanded on me later came to us in like 2017. It was like, hey, Ruben, can you uh, run the resurfacing side of things? Or, you know, uh, and I was like, no. And I'm not even that way. Yeah. I could just see that it was uh, somebody trying to take advantage. Was yeah. it the 11K guy? No. Oh. I was just a random technician. I would have been like, maybe 11K. Been some shit, right? <laughs> we had so many people, yeah. And so um, still in the apartment business, contracting for mm-hmm. companies. Just, you know, and I'm now at this point, I'm pretty nice. I've learned a lot. I'm doing, believe it or not, 15 tubs a day till not 8 in the morning till 1 in the morning because it just never stopped. Yeah. And, uh, and so they don't really make guys like us anymore like that. These guys, I had a, I had yeah, a guy look, the yeah. other day, and he was like, uh, I think I told you about this, Daniel. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I do one job a day, and 
then every every month I need two weeks off because of the chemicals. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, this is not nah, for you. You're not built, we're built so, different. Yeah. That's, so, that's how you have to be, though, coming up from nothing. Right. You know, I, I started the same way. I was self-taught. So I only, I trained with my, my family for like a week. And after that week, they were like, yeah, you got to get that, get up out of here. And I was like, all right. So then I went to Tampa and started doing the same thing, man. Started spraying tubs my, by myself um, and fucking shit up. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. didn't know how to atomize the paint correctly, trying to figure out ratios. Because I was a fireman by trade before bathtub refinishing. So I wasn't even in construction or nothing. Mm-hmm. So I know the struggle. And, and I have employees now. So you're right. You're not going to find nobody like that. Uh, and nah. uh, we transitioned to residential. Mm-hmm. Told my son to his younger brother and him, mm-hmm. y'all let's let's do this together. They mm-hmm. both work together with with you. They did. My youngest son became a barber over the COVID break. Oh, I got awesome you. barber man. Yeah, you know, um, that's good. Yeah, and so me and Evan, he, he helped me build it. Mm-hmm. This guy's got young legs, young lungs. Yep. He's running. I'm 45 years old now. Man, so. And and you got longevity in this business too. If you if you wear your PPE. You yep. take care of business, you know, you don't have much to worry about. It's those guys that go in there, take their mask off while spraying, start What's coughing that? all night. There's people who just don't take care of themselves. Yeah, but right. those are, really, typically, there's a correlation. The same people who don't take care of themselves at work don't take care of themselves outside of it, bro. And it's like they don't care, bro. Right. You know? I don't know how you go in there and spray without a mask. Bro, I had a guy named Gene, and he never wore his fucking mask. He was a, bro, he would spray 10 tubs and not breathe, bro. I, unless he was just inhaling it. Nah, that's. But he was also, like, you know, he didn't take care of his personal hygiene and shit either. It's like, there's usually a correlation between the two men. And it's like, but it, it, the, I'm not, you know, I, I, you give access to the thing. If they choose not to, not to use it. Yeah, because the, there's longevity in his business, man. I was talking to someone the other day, another contractor, and he got, he got put, put out in the 2008 recession. Uh-huh. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, recessions are scary, da 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 um, but how me and Danny talked about this business can tend to be recession proof, you know, because we're, we are the affordable option for renovations exactly. when, when the, the shit hits the fan. So, and there's, there's not so much competition, you know, there's a general contract around every corner. Well, it's because this, this kind of business requires like an actual, there's a skill gap. It's a niche. Yeah. And, and both things there, but there is definitely a skill gap. Like not, bro, there's so many people who like swear that they could pick up a gun and spray. And they can't, bro. Especially the tubs. Yeah. The tub is the, there's so much like curves and there's variables and the material is completely different. And in our business, uh, you could not not that you should practice it, mm-hmm. but you could give subpar work on countertops. Or yeah. Sometimes even cabinets. Yeah. The bathtub will make you or break you in the game. Yeah. 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 Because they step on that shit with their well, feet. And I and I yeah. tell people this too. Like there's people who are like afraid to hire people. Um, sometimes when they're expanding or growing. And I always tell people, bro, when you were a lone wolf, you fucked up some jobs, man. That's what it takes to get to the next level. Like, yeah, man, you fuck up a bunch of jobs and then one day you don't. And then next thing you know, you're that guy, bro. Yeah. And that's how it is. You know, if if you're going to train in-house talent, that's how it is. And, you know, that's like the most affordable way to go about it. Obviously, most of these refinishers who already know their shit, they know what they're worth. You know what I mean? Or they have an idea in their head. Some of them are, some of them are in Mars, bro. They think some other shit, but... You know, a lot of them like, no, like, hey, I should get paid about this because a lot of them come from doing it themselves. There's not, you know, there's only like two or three national chains that do tub refinishing and most of them aren't doing too well, bro. You know, so, you know, and the biggest challenge is lead generation. Yeah. Yeah. Like then I've seen in our industry because we've met quite a few talented refinishers and the same problem is always getting more work. And, you know, know, the the people like Danny, one of the the best insights he gave us was like, 
I create opportunity, motherfucker. Like I go and get it, you know? So, you know, that's one thing that's, you know, if you guys are both still owner operating day to day, something that's going to explode your business is when you take that leap to be like, I'm full-time salesman, bro. Yeah, I do it. Um, yeah. I know and I've learned that it's easy to make the money. It's hard to keep it coming in. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be out there grinding. Especially when you're, when you're in it. When you're in it and you're doing it, bro, that's like, you know, like you said, imagine you, you have 10, 15 tubs you got to do in a day and you have to be there because you don't have an alternative, right? right? And so, like, then the other side of the business struggles because of it. Because if you're spraying, a, com- a call comes in, it might be some guy ready to give you 200 tubs, bro, out of an emergency and right. you didn't answer the phone. You know, and, and people think these things don't fucking happen. They definitely do, man. Yeah, they do. Like, I, I, I'm, we did a hotel. It was um, uh, the Omni and Champions Gate, which is like a five-star fucking hotel. They call us on some emergency shit. We have 10 tubs that need to be done, like, pronto. Like, you know, like, what's the price? And I was like, 450 I don't know. Like, I gave them, like, more or less what we charged. I gave them a little discount because of the bulk. And he's like, yeah, when can you come? I'm like, right. Next week, he's like, all right, deal. All right, I'm like, here, sign this. They had it in, and we did it. Like, And, bro, when I tell you these tubs had no issues, like a little spot of rust like this much, unacceptable for that place. But those are the type of clients you want. Exactly. But those are the type of clients that the motherfuckers who do everything by themselves, they don't answer the phone. The first person who answered gets that sale, bro. Yeah. yeah I learned, um, you know, I went through the anxiety of the phone not ringing. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the Google does pretty well for us now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just telling him yesterday, we was in a million-dollar neighborhood, and I told my son, I said, bro, we're blessed, man. We stuck to the – we went through the journey. Yep. Took a million losses to win one time. Yep. And now we're here. Um, I utilize Thumbtack, man. A lot of people hate it. I use Thumbtack. You use Thumbtack. Um, Thumbtack, I'm successful at it. And the Me reason too. I'm successful at it is because you know how you get so many pros that mm-hmm. they get to contact mm-hmm. or to contact the customer? Um I would get maybe I would see my phone late. This was uh, last year. I would see my phone late, and I'm say, "Oh, three pros already contacted him. It's over with." Yeah. And then I said, "Wait a minute. I'm being charged anyway. So what I shot. need to do is outsell these guys." Mm-hmm. Yep. And man, I got I perfected it, man. To where a lot of customers say, yep. "Ruben, you're higher than everybody." But the way you explained it and the knowledge you said, I'm going with you. I like their platform too because you can input templates. So, like, part of that conversation, you can automate it right. to where you're sending all that lengthy information. It's already boom, boom, boom. Just hit it. It's sent out. Right. And yeah, then exactly. they even offered me for, like, a, like for like six months, they gave me a personal, someone who responded for me wow. to every inquiry. It, it was a test. I think it was, like, a beta thing they were doing with the software. Mm-hmm. But they called us. They called me and my partner, and they were like, because uh, we were top pros at the time. Because, you know, if you respond within a certain amount of time and, and you have a certain amount of reviews... Uh, and they were like, we have this new service we're going to try out. And it was a guy who took all of our templates and he had a conversation with us prior on what template we would send to what type of lead. And he would answer every lead within seconds. Right. They stopped it for some reason, but that, that was fire. Like, it might it, just be something they're going to test later as like a paid option. I think, I think it's going to now Umtech is, is, is going towards the highest bidder. If you're willing to pay more for the lead, you know how that you can maximize yeah. your, your budget spend on Thumbtack. It's all about the money. So if you're willing to pay $40, $50, $60 a lead, then you'll, you'll probably get chosen faster. You know, you're, you're bidding on that shit pretty much. Yeah, I, I've used it a couple times. But, I mean, primarily our stuff is like Google Ads or like direct. They'll just come right to, to search for us. So, you know, like, but I do, I do see the value in it, especially with 
the kitchen stuff, he, you, know, you guys get a lot of kitchen jobs off of off, off of Thumbtack, um, and so you know, there's definitely value in. I mean, there, there's no version of lead generation that's like terrible. It's all about how you capitalize on it. It's about diversifying. Exactly. Yeah, you got to dabble dabble in all of it. If you're spending two fifty a week in leads with Thumbtack, and then you even get one kitchen for the month. It's like yeah. used car numbers. Man. Yeah, my average, yeah, I think, a average kitchen lead cost me between forty to fifty dollars, right. right? And then you're averaging, you know, ticket price three, three and a half k to about six k, average. So, it's one lead pays off the whole fucking marketing budget right. for the month. That's right. But man, if you if you want to close a lot of jobs, man, and I, I know you know this because you're closing the jobs on the phone. It's a lot of the time it's picking the fucking phone up, and that's that, that's the persuasiveness. A lot of these guys just text everything and there's certain customers that respond well to that because they're busy and that fits their lifestyle mm -hmm. but there's some customers and i would argue most of them that on the phone bro you can get them to pay two grand more bro right. like i've had customers multiple times say you're the only one that picked their phone up yeah yeah all the time well because <laughs> most of the other people are on the other side of the coin we were talking about they're the owner operators that are in it every single moment of the day and don't have any any level of that separation you know what they do when the job is done and they cleaned up, they go and start responding to people through yeah. text. They're too tired to pick up the fucking phone. Or it's too late at night and they don't want to bother people at 9 p.m. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. If I get an inquiry at fucking 11 o'clock at night, that person's awake, they, I'm picking up the phone. They were inquiring. They're up. Exactly. Yeah, and they're doing it at that time for a reason. Like yeah. we get, we've gotten feedback. Yeah, pe people were like, wow, you guys responded so fast. And, and I'll, I'll hit people up sometimes and like two days later, they haven't responded. I'm like, hey, so... You know, any update, like, oh, I'm waiting on a couple other quotes. I'm like, oh, like, you're still waiting? And, like, then they themselves start like, yeah, I wonder why that is. I'm like, oh, sounds like they don't want your business. I don't know. And they start moving the things in their head. Before you know it, they ask you a couple of questions. They're like, oh, I'm going to go with you. You know, like, you responded to my stuff first. Yeah. And I've lost leads by not responding, too. Like, you get that, too, right? So I've taken too long to respond, and they'll just straight tell you. Yeah. yeah you were too late. Yeah. I already sold. I already, already booked someone else, and it's like, Somebody fuck. Is. Yeah. And but one thing I did notice with partnering with Danny, Danny helped get my business on track with like organic lead generation. So finding leads where you're not competing with three other people from the jump. Right. Um, and it's an easier sale mm -hmm. because how, how we, we word it in a way where it's like uh, Google is Google and like search platforms, organic search. That's all intention based stuff. Right. Whereas, you know, something like, you know, going you know, traditional marketing where you're, you're doing a lot of cold, like, you know, leads trying to get people in. They might necessarily not necessarily want that. So things like Facebook and stuff like that are a little bit harder to master. Now, like something like Thumbtack is intentional, but the issue becomes that there's not that separation there all the time. So for most people who don't have a dedicated person to just answer the phone and sell the fucking shit out of the job, like what happens is there's three pros. They all have good reviews. So the person on the other end of the phone, what are they thinking? Well, who's the lowest price? They're all going to do a good job, right? So for some, like, if, you know, if you're getting very busy or you don't have a big sales staff and, like, the future you have multiple texts, the types of leads you get from organic and Google are just easier to handle because usually they're calling the first number they see and, like, they haven't even talked to anybody else. They have, they're not even thinking. Like, if you ask the right questions and they're giving you the right answers – they, they're not even thinking anymore about calling another person. You know what I mean? Right. It's easier I to close them. I say that all the time. Um, I, my Google 
is way different than Thumbtack. The people that call me organically off Google, mm-hmm. they ring my phone. They're savvy shoppers. They know what they want. Yep. Yep. They're, they've already, they're already looking for me. They've mm-hmm. already been on yeah, your right. website, so man. They chose you. Exactly. Yeah. So I just sell it. Thumbtack, like you said, they have an option. They're look, mm-hmm. usually looking for the lowest price. I've mm-hmm. had customers say, hey, you know, um, I had one guy tell me 250 You know, what can mm-hmm. you do? Exactly. Like, just like that. Bro, I get a lot of that on Thumbtack. He got a job not too long ago. <laughs> you quoted it at like 560 something. He's like, hey, this guy says he was going to do it for 400 or whatever. Can you do that? And he was like, I guess, right? And then the guy was like, hey, I found someone else to do it cheaper. Can you match it? Again, like that just it's racing to the bottom, bro. Exactly. Yeah. There's a point where it's just like not worth it. So it happens We're to sometimes. the point now where it's, it's gratifying to tell a customer no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. finally there. Like You have a price you. point now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, so, I'm willing to bend Airbnbs, um, bulk work. Mm-hmm. No, of course. Yeah, uh, I like to give. And I, they're trying to make money as well. Mm-hmm. But as far as just trying to, you know, you know, I, I try to educate the customer too. Like, you know, think about uh, a bathroom is a chaotic environment, a bathtub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, what are they putting on your mm-hmm. bathtub for one hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I, 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 I talked to a customer once. I'm like, I pay a guy two hundred dollars just it's to go sh- to your fucking house. That's not including material, gas. I was like. Would you take your car to the cheapest car painter and expect that shit to come out looking good? No. You're like, you wouldn't want to do that with your bathtub. I'm like, if, he, if, he's, if, you're, if he's charging you that much, he can't even afford to come back. Right. If there's an issue, he can't afford to come back so or he did your job for negative money. He'll, he'll be out of business yeah. soon because he's not making money. And it, and it makes sense to the right person. But some people, some consumers, you know, they're, they have that consumer mindset. Where it's all about price. And those are the, one, those are the customers you don't want because they tend to be the biggest pains in the ass anyways. Yeah, and I, I've learned that shit the hard way. Like, and I've told him too. Like, you know, usually the people who really are going to give you the hard time are the ones who bitch about the price from the from the jump. The easiest customers are the ones who have money, bro. But we've also considered me and Danny to, you know, if we, if these people are undercutting the industry, right? Because it's 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 hindering the entire industry. Yeah. These people, um, we can work them out of the industry too because we we have an an influx of work. We're not yeah. we're not slow. You know what I mean? But we can take those jobs from them. I yeah. Mean, I, could bit, I could match it. You know what I'm saying? And now you're just not working. And, and the funny thing is, like, I mean, let's say, like, someone is like, hey, this guy's doing a tub for, like, 300 Like, like if I really wanted to, I would still profit off of it. That's, that's the thing that they, like, the person who needs that $300, like, half of it's going to material, half of it's going to other shit. But we have so much other work coming in that the margins are high. That, that extra 300 is just an extra 300. Yeah. It gets canceled out because we're profiting. So, like, but we choose not to do it because we want to get the highest ticket people, right? Like, we, we, I'd rather fill my schedule with jobs for five, six, seven, eight hundred or more dollars, right? Than guys for 300 or 200 bucks. But y'all said something right there. Like, I was on like a campaign lately of getting these guys out of the way that are just clogging up the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous prices. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're putting a bad taste in the customer's mouth about refinishing period. Yep. Yeah. They're taking the professional title out of our, or the, out of our, t- out of yeah. our, you know? Um, and so there's one guy in Atlanta. I don't know his name, but he calls himself the good resurfacer. <laughs> That's what his name is. And man, he's doing tubs for $150. Every Crazy. Day, right. Had a lady call me up. The good resurfacer came. Well, First of all, Ruben, how much for the tub? At the time, it's five twenty-five. Is my is my residential uh, fee for the process? Yeah. At the time, and she says that's way too high. I said, well, listen, you know, ask questions. What their process is? What are the you know, 
Where do they get their material? Ask these questions. A good resurfacer does the tub. She calls me back. 30 days later, tub is peeling. She's got family coming in. She was like, Ruben, is it still 525? I said, no, now it's double. I have to strip off what the yeah. gentleman put on. And, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, it's that's that's a It's the industry a, a awareness, man. There, yeah. yeah, that's like kind of what this podcast is good for, too. We talk about that a lot is mm-hmm. we're trying to sell something that cu- these customers doesn't even know exists on a professional level or at all. You know that's what I'm right, saying? Man. Like They're like, I, even when I, when I decided to join the industry, uh, I was talking about my options as an entrepreneur. What can I do to start my own business? Da, 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 da. This opportunity came up. I didn't even know this existed. I, I went into this as one of those customers and like, what is bathtub painting? I didn't even know that that exists. You know, um, these people don't know that this is an option and that there's a level that you can get it. You can get it at the lowest level and you can get it at the best level. You know yeah. What I mean? and, and, and the best way to tackle that is usually with analogies. Like he said with the car thing earlier, like mm-hmm. someone could relate more to a car because they've always known like, Yo, there's shitty car painters, you know what I mean? I don't want the stuff to fall off. It's an investment. But a lot of the time, like you said, these $150 guys, they tell them, oh, it's going to look beautiful. It's going to look brand new. And, and because they have no prior knowledge or even know that it can go wrong or, or thinking that way, they just pull the trigger on it and then they regret it. Um, and, and if you are one of those guys, you can value yourself more. Like if you're listening to this episode – uh, value yourself more. You do less work if you just charge correctly. Oh, you don't have to do three tubs a day. If you're the $150 guy who actually does a good job, and they exist, that's the sad part to me, is that like for all the ones that suck, there is people out there that do a job for so cheap, and they're fucking good. Yeah, I know one. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you can't unfuck their mind. They're like, no one's going to pay that. Oh, they only pay that to you because of this, this, and this. Well, I think what it is is they come out of the apartment industry. Yeah. Knowing that they only get a certain percentage of this small uh, bill out mm-hmm. that they're getting, and um, they take that right into their uh, career, they're they're the residential side or whatever. So they're still in apartment mode when they don't have to be that. A yeah. lot, the process is a lot more stringent in the residential than in the blow and go sometimes of turnkey. Yeah, and, and residential is it's a different animal as far as like what customer expectations are. Yeah, so provided. that's why you charge more. You know this shit, right? Like I love residential. Yeah, it, 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 the people who love residential are the detailed motherfuckers. Those are the because good, yeah, the good sprayers. The good sprayers. <laughs> yeah. and, and those are, you know who those guys are, right? Everybody has the handful of guys in there, like, this is this is what they do. But you have to have the eye for detail and shit like that. And you turn in, like, the highest quality product. You're doing the job by the book, front to back, for residential. Whereas commercial, like, you could do a high quality job consistently. But what a lot of refinishers out there don't understand is they don't want that. You know why they don't want it? Money. You can go and kill yourself trying to deliver that. All you're doing is setting yourself up with problems, bro. Because if you're over here doing every single thing the perfect way, the exact same way you would charge someone for 500 bucks, the moment that they fuck something up, now you're, you're zero, bro. You know? And there's exceptions. Like, we do the tubs for Disney at the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian Resort. Charge them seven fifty for a tub. Now that's different. It's fucking Disney, bro. Right, right. But other hotels, they're like, oh, our budget's two hundred. Well, you're getting two hundred dollars worth, bro. You know, and 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 you know, I always give them options like this is these are the packages. I let them choose their own fate, bro. You know, like you want so some. This is the no complaint price. Yeah, you yeah. want you want a one year warranty. You want the five year. You don't care about a warranty, whatever, right? But like at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's just I, I just feel like. 
setting those expectations is a lot. That's a lot of the reason these people fuck up. They go out there, they try to deliver five stars and they don't understand the context. The context is like, we're trying to save money. So like most of the time for apartments, you know what I mean? So you got to deliver something that's going to match that mm-hmm. or at least present it as an option and let them choose. I think you guys are the first cabinet painters we've had on, right? Yes. I want to I want to dibble dabble in that a little bit because we've we've had a lot of bathtub guys uh, come on. Um, and Evan, what do you what do you prefer to paint, man? You, you like cabinets, bathtubs? Um, I like cabinets, but as far as bathtubs, I feel like it's more of a you know one day job. Yeah, to get it done. But cabinets is that's what I hear from my guys too. They like so it's like cabinets. You get a little bit more working time. It's a little bit more forgiving. It's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Bathtubs, once you're clutch, you know, you can get in there, I knock mean, it out, and be out. Prep, it's I done. A, I got yeah. I got to call him out on that. The other day, he was like, Dad, you can have these cabinets. <laughs> Just give me the bathtubs. You can yeah. have these yeah. But it's, we've gotten so good at it, that now, you know, it's second nature to us. Yeah. And I, the thing with cabinets for me is it's helped stabilize my business because you can land one project, and that can carry a team, you know, payroll-wise, overhead-wise. You know, when you're selling bathtubs, you got to sell a tub a day for every tech, minimum. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of it's it's, it's hard harder sale to 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 keep that consistent. Um, from a business perspective, the cabinets don't seem to be as profitable as the tub because you could turn over in it quick. You know, tub and tile, a couple hours, you might still be able to hit another bathtub on the way home. So right. your whole crew does cabinets as well. The whole crew? Yeah, for everyone. That's, so that's I, my guys, and that's just not even by choice. This is by necessity. We we do what needs to be done. So if we got 10 cabinets that's what we're doing uh and i've trained them all myself so uh we have a little shop out in the tampa bay area that we do all of our cabinet doors out of and then all the refinishing for the bathtubs and stuff is either in home or you know commercial on on site um but the way i kind of train everyone is i get them started with cabinets and you know you're a prepper you'll help prep tubs you'll sand tubs you'll you know do whatever you gotta do but it's they learn how to paint on cabinets Right. They learn how it's to hold the gun, important. how to clean the gun. It's a little more forgiving. You know, things dry in 45 minutes. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. sand out a run, and, you know, right. you don't have to come back the next day. We get them lit with the cabinets. They start painting doors in the shop. Once they get comfortable with the shop, then you send them in home to paint the frames. They'll learn how to paint the frames. Once they can spray upright, that's when you start dibble-dabbling with the tubs. Right. You know what I mean? They'll go in and start, and then how I do it is I'll go in, I'll be in the bathroom with them, and I'll be right behind them. They'll spray a tub, and I, and I watch them just like this and say, hold that gun like this. Move this right here. Adjust this piece. Stop. And then that, and I was able, I've been able to train five people in the last three years to, to be professional refinishers that way. That's one of the best things. So when we decided to go into business together where he was going to have bathtub guys in Tampa and stuff, he asked me, like, why? Like, why are you willing to, right? And for me, it's not, like, obviously – money, whatever, that's not the primary goal, right? Like, um, with me, it's his strengths are, like, where my weaknesses are. So to expand and get to a level, it's like Danny said, right? Like, he always compares it to, like, Amazon Prime, Voltron. You're, you're putting pieces together to create the best fucking product, right? And I suck at training people. I, it's just facts, bro. I don't know. My brother, he was in the field for a long time. And he can show somebody how to do it if he's in there with them every moment of every day. And eventually they'll get it. But, like, there are some people who are just good teachers. Jonathan's one of those people. 
Every single time someone comes through the door, they learn it. Now, the reason they might leave is always something exterior, right? Like if he, it, it, it's something that's out of his control. But they learn the fucking job and they learn it quick. Like he has people two or three weeks go by, they're spraying. And they're, the tubs are coming out perfect. Cabinets coming out good. They're sanding, they're prepping kitchens. They're doing shit by themselves already. Whereas, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, my dumbass tried hiring people. And I lost over a hundred grand trying to fucking ha- do a big fucking round of hiring people, and it's because I'm just not that good at training. I I mean, it. I don't give a fuck. My ego, aside from everything, is like, you know, and that takes a hit on you because you're like, damn, I fucked up. But it really, it, that's just all my fault. Like I was in over my head. I thought I knew more than I did, and so like part of the reason why I'm like always trying to meet new people and always like, you know, you cl- you you get close with people. Who are like-minded and shit, but also people who they know the shit that you don't. They are those are the people that help you get to that next fucking level, bro. And everybody knows somebody. You know how they always say like rich people, oh, it's all connections, bro. This is how it starts. Right. You know the motherfucker who knows more than you on that front. You know more than him here. You guys talk, and then the next thing you don't know, you meet another motherfucker on top of you. Before you know it, you guys are all part of one big fucking machine, bro. Right. Yeah, right. You but your circle is tight. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've learned that, you know, I've always been, the, I, I was taught um, to shut my mouth, open my eyes and ears, and it worked. So yes. I stuck with that recipe. Um, networking with guys, being humble. I just went through training um, recently um, on, like, advanced uh, tub refinishing. You know, um, like you were saying earlier, it is still an untapped market. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I always, I don't want to get complacent. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure because there's a younger guy right behind all of us. Oh yeah, that's coming for us mm-hmm. in this industry, right? And mm-hmm. so we went out to San Antonio, unfortunately for a funeral. And um, while I was there, I've been trying to get with my guy Chris Santel from Texas Tough Resurfacing. Dope guy, mm-hmm. right? It's like not a, he's not known, but he's he's a beast. Yeah, and uh, gave us some of his sauce, showed us a few things that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. After all these years in the game, there was a few pieces of the puzzle some jewels for my bag that i needed now bam i'm on another level that's what's up both of us with with tub refinishing so that's awesome yeah man yeah we're thinking about doing something like that we want to try to hold some courses and possibly some training seminars and stuff like that yeah yeah i mean that's how we train our guys i got tubs in my shop that i'm gonna start here right here in the shop we let them we let them fuck around i tell them like you know like you want to start to get the eye for your spray pattern and shit. Like if they're fucking up on the field a little bit, they're getting like, you know, when they have those like zigzag lines where you could see like a cross pattern and they mm-hmm. missed a spot, like it's always easier for them to just shoot something darker. So they're really getting the eye for it and then lighten up like things like that. We do those cloths. We just use them for training also for trying different products. Like people send me shit to try my shit. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Yeah. almost, almost all of it's the same except for one product, bro. I'm gonna tell you, Top Coat sells this fucking product, man. It is so good. It's so good that I'm not going to tell you about it on air because I want to tell you yeah. off of it. But it, it it's actually fucking amazing how well it works, man. We use Top Coat. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you about this. I don't know if you've heard of it. Maybe you have. And if you have, that's good. But I'll tell you about it. But I'm going to end the episode here and we'll, we'll start up on, on another one. And then we'll continue on the conversation. So right. let me go ahead and do that now and then be good. Listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, 
Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.